Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. Mind your business only on Money FM 89.3. Good morning. Welcome to breakfast. Yes, and this is our Mind Your Business segment on Monday. And every Monday, we take a look at the personalities behind our C-suite leaders, what makes them tick, and how they see the future of their business going forward. And today, our C-suite guest is a testament of the saying, you are the author of your own story. Now, he faced early childhood adversity when his parents divorced when he was five, but he refused to let it define him. Instead, he used it as an opportunity to grow and learn. Mm, quite a growing up journey here. So his father was a taxi driver turned right hailing driver, and his mom was a CEO of a pharmaceutical company in China. So he moved to Australia first with his dad, and then he saw firsthand the challenges that his dad faced as a single parent and along the way learned the importance of hard work and determination. So he also learned the ropes of being a leader by sitting in his mum's boardroom meetings and picked up skills on how to be a people leader and how to speak with people of high seniority. He is a young CEO at 37 leading a global delivery platform that many of us are familiar with. Without further ado, let's welcome Lawrence Wern CEO of Food Pandas Singapore. Very good morning to you, Lawrence. Good morning, Lindley. Good morning, Ryan. Happy Lawrence, to be here. Thanks for joining us. So let's start things first, you know, helping to paint a picture of how you've come into Food Panda. You started the role about eight months ago, and before that, you were managing director of Food Panda, and along the way, you had a bit of a run in the food business, first in Pizza Hut and then Grab. So you've come a long way. Yes, it's been a very long journey to get to where I am today. I've tried out a lot of different things, as you pointed out. I was in a major fast food chain with uh, Pizza Hut, honing mm. my skills there, running a massive franchise in Australia. I was also previously at Grab. It was my first experience within a online delivery platform. And, and now I brought all those experience with me now to Food Panda and I manage the entire Singapore business. I mean, food is something that's close to everyone's heart, but did you consciously gravitate yourself towards the industry or how did it happen? It was accumulation of all my previous experiences. I was very interested in food from, from the beginning. From my mother's side, she has uh, five siblings and Half of them were in food businesses. Oh, <laughs> in, so we're, I'm half Taiwanese. So in Taiwan food is a big part of our mm-hmm. tradition. Mm-hmm. And my aunties and uncles were running food businesses of their own. One is a vegetarian business and another is a hawker oh, style night market wow. type of business. Since we're talking yes, about food, yeah. you actually ran a fine dining Mediterranean restaurant in Shanghai for six years. So you really know your stuff when it comes to food. So what's actually your favorite food these days? Yeah, so I mean, I've been in Singapore for four and a half, five years now. So from a Singaporean standpoint, I love my laksa. Mm. I I love my chicken rice. And I'm a big soup person as well. So I love going into a hawker center, even though it's very hot. I love to get a hot soup there. Yeah, I can just get Food Panda to deliver it. Yes, (laughs) or or, or deliver it to an aircon condition. That works as well. Okay, coming to some of the lessons you've learned from your parents as you observe your dad's work as a gig worker and your mom running a pharmaceutical company. Can you share about some of that and how it kind of translated into what you do now? Yes, it's a big contrast. My parents uh, divorced when I was very young. I followed my dad back to Australia. 
And my dad was a taxi driver for 25 years. And mm. I really saw the difficulties of having a single parent and also him having to do the job, which is pretty much full-time for taxi drivers and not earning enough for the sustainer proper family. Mm. So I saw a lot of difficulties in that. And then in the last five years, he's actually been able to move into gig work Mm. and gained a lot of flexibility in his time. He has a lot more free time now, and he's also been able to earn more income in these circumstances. It really inspired me to work in this industry because I I really see the difference that it makes to blue-collar workers in how they are able to gain flexibility and gain more income for their family. On the flip side, my mother, I visit her every single year, starting when I was five. This was the time when you could travel as a kid Mm. alone. Uh, so I used to travel and visit her every single year. Now, now you can't do it. Now you mm-hmm. have to be attached to a parent to buy a plane ticket, mm-hmm. and it's a different ball game. But back then, I could travel alone, and I was always uh, going with air hostess to different countries around the world. And from a very young age, I saw, I observed from hanging out with my mother. Most of the time, she didn't have time to go to Disneyland or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I would be going to meeting rooms and boardrooms with her. So from a very young age, I was able to see what it was like to talk to very senior people, how to conduct myself in professional settings. And even though it was boring as a child, but I think uh, reflecting on the past now, I learned a lot from those experiences. Yeah, interesting contrast when it comes to your dad and your mom. So I'm going to pick up on what you mentioned about your dad. So 25 years as a taxi driver, and I guess to some degree, that helps you to relate to some of the challenges that gig workers right now in Foodpanda also face and helps you translate to some of the policies that you put forth. Yes, it definitely resonated a lot with my current job. And I saw that with a lot of blue-collar workers, not just taxi drivers, you're not able to have the flexibility that you you would like. My father, for example, was working every other day for 24-hour shifts. And regardless of whether he was sick or he was uh, on holiday or if I had classes or basketball games, he would not be able to attend because he was on a 24-hour shift and he had to be there. Otherwise, he still had to pay the taxi rent. Whereas in gig work now, he's gained a lot more flexibility in terms of, first, you know that you'll get the demand from uh, every single day that he switches on the platform. And he can always switch it off if he has some dinner party to attend now or if now his grandson, my son, has some event he can attend uh, when he wants to. So that's really helped me understand the value that I bring from a food panda standpoint to not only the end customers, but also to our rider community as well. That's a big stakeholder for us. And also how we can provide a not just a good standard of living for them, but also flexibility and also balance in their personal life as well. We're in conversation with Lawrence Wen, CEO of Food Panda Singapore. Lawrence, you are in your 30s and you already have amassed a wealth of experience working in different countries. What do you think are the three most important qualities of every young CEO or business leader out there? Being a young leader, it is for me, the first thing, the most important thing is to have humility and self-awareness. I understand that I'm still growing Mm -hmm. in my career and I have a lot of strengths and weaknesses. And I try to first listen to people uh, and understand where, how they can cover for my personal weaknesses and build my team Mm -hmm. in in a way that we uh, support each other in our journey. 
Uh, second is having an open line of communication, understanding and telling people the right things at the right time, and making sure that key, clear and concise information is cascaded down to the entire organization. And the third thing is what I call situational awareness mm-hmm. uh, or the ability to read the room. Mm. It's very important to understand the stakeholders and the audience that you're presenting to in, in the room and to ensure that the right message is communicated at the right time um, and also making sure that if your boss is angry, you, you better know about it if you're sitting in the room with him so you can adjust your, your tone, your speech and, and your message um, for, for the right occasion and the right people. And also to make sure they're not hungry when they're talking to you. <laughs> yeah, sounds, like those, uh, sounds like those days in the boardroom really paid off. You picked up a lot and I think those are very important lessons for anyone to take away. How to read the room, I think it's one of my favourites. Uh, talk about how you are charting the way forward for Food Panda. You mentioned a couple of things like making things flexible, understanding the welfare. Uh, how do you plan to make things better for the guys at Food Panda? I, I think you've just wrote out insurance not to too long ago for the guys at Food Panda. Yes, for Food Panda, our our goals have not changed over. You know, we've been in Singapore for more than ten years now. Our our goal is always to provide the best experience for all uh, our stakeholders in the marketplace. So, three main stakeholders: one is our end customer, two is the rider, and third are our merchant partners. So, from a customer point of view, we want to provide uh, the best experience for them in different verticals so not just food delivery but now we have different verticals where they can do their own pickup we have a dining vertical to provide different food experiences for our end users to ensure that they have a very convenient lifestyle going forward and for our merchant partners is to provide them the tools and, and also the right the the right support network to ensure that they can conduct businesses their business in, in a very efficient way in a very profitable way as well. And for our riders, is to, as Ryan, you rightly pointed out, insurance is to provide them with a proper standard of living, the right benefits and the right protection when they are out every single day because they do have the most difficult job out of our three main uh, mm. stakeholders to provide them with these tools in order for them to be safe and also to earn a right standard of living. Hmm. Lawrence, how do you envision the future of uh, the food delivery industry to be and what's your strategy for maintaining relevance amidst changing consumer behaviour? Yes, so the the food delivery industry is uh, changing constantly. So during COVID and pre-COVID, we were growing exceptionally fast and we were actually a beneficiary of the COVID period Mm. as everyone was cooped up at home. Um, and ordering food delivery and also ordering groceries as well. Post-pandemic, we've seen consumer behavior change significantly. More people are dining out. More people are picking up food themselves rather than doing food delivery. So we are adjusting to these consumer habit changes by offering different services to, to our end customers. And I believe in the future, that will change again at some point and we'll have the right tools and we want to make sure we have the right suite of tools to mm. adapt to any setting, uh, any kind of consumer behavior changes in the future. Mm. And we're into the second half of 2023. So how are you seeing the rest of the year? Because when I look at the backdrop, you've got, you know, talk about a recession around the corner, you've got a slowdown happening and a lot of startups now are facing pressure on their path to profitability. 
for Food Panda, are you having to adjust your priorities in the sense that you no, know, maybe you won't spend that much in this sector this year and maybe move it somewhere else? For us, it's definitely been a year of changes. I would say we have to adapt to the macroeconomic uh, environment, and that's actually I think a good thing for the business as well because we are always adjusting to new new norms. From a prioritization standpoint, Ryan, as you mentioned, we do have to make decisions on what to prioritize going forward. Prioritizing the key projects and, and the key business verticals to focus on. Uh, as opposed to in the past, where we could just look at growing all types of new businesses, now we do have to prioritize. Before we let you go, Lawrence, are you happy with what you've achieved today? And if you could give your younger self one piece of advice, what would that be? I've been very happy with my uh, progression. I, I believe I'm still very early mm-hmm. on in my my journey. I'm 37. I, <laughs> I still want to work till I'm in my 50s and 60s. But from a, if I look at myself in the rear view mirror uh, in my younger days, I think one thing that I would have told myself to do more is to embrace failure and mm. embrace different experiences. It's always difficult to step outside of your comfort zone. And I believe I could have done that more in my younger days to experience different things, to ensure that I was okay with failure and to do it again and to ensure that I was able to be successful in different areas. And I think for, for a lot of young people here, to ensure that you do things that you would not be accustomed to, that your parents tell you not to do, still do it, because it gives you different experiences that you'll never be able to gain back time on. It's been a real pleasure listening to you talk about your journey, Lawrence. Thank you very much for your time this morning. Thank you. And we've been speaking with Lawrence Wern, CEO of Food Panda Singapore. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.